0: C M punk cm punk is here man and i'm so excited i'm so happy he is here on aew dynamite this is wednesday august 25th 2021 let's get to it talk about everything that happened review it analyze it and up and downs let's do it Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Keep It Real 365. If you guys have not done so already, please go follow and subscribe to the podcast on all available podcast platforms. Follow me on Twitter at JT Takeover and follow the podcast on Instagram. Shout out to everybody that is following me on there. I appreciate it. We're building a great family there, man. So I can't thank you guys enough. Follow me at Keep It Real 365 Dash. Those are all the plugs. Let's get right into AEW Dynamite. I thought AEW Dynamite was pretty lazy tonight. I thought nothing really significant happened outside of the CM Punk promo. (laughs) And you know what, that's okay. But right here on Keep It Real 365, I'ma keep it real. And um, I thought tonight's show was pretty boring. Um, Nothing really exciting, nothing really interesting. But at the same time, We're building towards AEW All Out on September 5th. The card is coming decently good for what we're seeing. We got MJF and Chris Jericho stipulation added to that match. I will talk about that when I get to the review. Um, I will be doing ups and downs, so I will analyze every single segment, every single match, and then I'm either going to give it a cheer And that's for up, or I'm going to give it a as for down. So I'm going to be doing that for the foreseeable future. When I cover these, uh, shows for WWE and AEW, let's get right into it. Um, if you guys enjoyed AEW tonight, that's awesome. Um, to me, not really so much, but we got a lot to talk about. So let's get right into it. We kicked off with the opening contest. Between Matt Hardy and Orange Cassidy. Um, I've said it once. I'll say it again. I'm just not a big fan of Orange Cassidy. Um, I get the appeal of him. It's just that there's just something there that I'm just not interested in about him. I don't know if it's the character, but he's a great wrestler. Maybe it is the character that it's just not resonating with me personally. Maybe you guys like it and that's cool, but it's just not my cup of tea. Um, This match for was pretty good. Um, I was invested. It went pretty long. Pretty good opener for Dynamite. So in the middle of the match, we went right into commercial break. Back inside, up to the top rope. Orange Cassidy perches up, and he connects with a big diving crossbody off the top rope. He ducks the larry from Matt Hardy. Tits of war uh, DDT, and he goes for the pin, but Hardy kicks out at two and a half. Later on, we see Matt's face is busted wide open. And we see, you know, Orange Cassidy jockeying for position in the turnbuckles. Hands in his pockets, of course. And he goes for a diving senton. Cassidy deleting kicks to the gut of Matt Hardy. And he blocks the twist of fate. Later on, we see Matt Hardy with the diving elbow. And he nails a twist of fate, but it's reversed. Orange Cassidy hits a twist of fate of his own. And Orange Cassidy goes for the pin. But again, Matt Hardy was able to kick out at two and a half. I love that Orange Cassidy used Matt Hardy's own finisher. So Orange Punch ducked by Matt Hardy. Hardy looking for a leech. Reversed it. Cassidy with a pin. And a one, two, three. As Orange Cassidy defeats Matt Hardy. Like I said, my opener. Decent match. But that's pretty much about it. Um, The Money Matt stick. With Matt Hardy, private party, and his little stable. It's cool for what it was, and it's cool for what it has been. Um, It's just something's missing. I'm just not clicking with it. Maybe it's just me, okay? But I'm just not into it. So we see Matakai Black cut a promo backstage about how his match against Brock Anderson later on tonight is going to go, suggesting that it's going to end with Brock apologizing and going back to the back to think about the idiocy of what he tried to accomplish. And if it doesn't go that well, he'll take it out on his daddy and on Cody and on Dustin and on anyone remotely associated with the Nightmare family. Pretty good promo by Malachi Black. He's always been a good promo dating back to his NXT days. Love Malachi Black. Love everything about the guy, the look. Um, I'm going to go on record right here. It's going to be controversial. It's not the RKO, but it's a type of finisher that can come out of nowhere, similar to an RKO. And um, it's easily one of my favorite moves in all of professional wrestling. If we are not counting the RKO, the Black Mass is one of my favorite finishers. If we are counting the RKO, it's my second favorite finisher. Because, of course, the RKO is one of the most iconic finishers in all of pro wrestling. And it's personally one of my all-time favorites. So, I love it. Love everything about Madakai Black. His promo... Um, his appearance, the way he carries himself, his entrance is legendary. His theme song is legendary. And uh, great stuff from him. They got a total five-star player in Madakai Black. And I really hope he becomes AEW world champion in the later years of 2022. Maybe a shocking win this year. I highly doubt it. But definitely sometime in 2022, he becomes a new AEW world champion. He is definitely champion material. So we go to commercial break. And uh, we come back from that, and we see May, uh, Chris Jericho makes his entrance way. He tells the crowd that they sound great and puts over what a big week it's been for AEW. It's absolutely been a legendary week for AEW and Tony Khan, the king of pro wrestling. I might have to take my crown off and give it to Tony Khan. We'll share the crown, Tony. We'll share the crown, bro. Uh, either way, Chris Jericho says everybody, everybody's been celebrating. Damn right, everybody except for him. He's lost to Maxwell, Jacob, Freeman for a third time, and even lost, he tapped out. It's been di- it's been driving him crazy, and people ask him why he put himself in that situation in the first place, and the answer is because that's who he is and what he does. Putting over younger talent. You got to respect Chris Jericho. He continued and said, but the fact he failed to beat MJF has been driving him literally crazy. A voice in his head. Oh, and ran Randy Orton now, buddy. So he said, a crazy voice in his head that won't shut up and it says, beat MJF repeatedly over and over again. And he hasn't stopped. And that thing is, until this ends, He'll keep attacking him. Chris Jericho being attacking MJF. And that's why he's got a proposal. For a way to end this. And if Max would come down. And fill. And accomplish. The, um, and accept the challenge. So no Freeman. So Jericho says he hopes he's listening backstage. And explains his proposition. One match. One more match. One final fight at all out. And if he can't beat MJF. Maybe he doesn't belong in AEW anymore. Let me stop you right there. This sounds very similar to when Roman Reigns says, if I lose to John Cena, I am leaving the WWE. That's ridiculous. So pretty much what AEW is doing is they're taking what WWE did with Roman Reigns and John Cena, and they're adding this to Chris Jericho and MJF at AEW All Out. Now, With John Cena and Roman Reigns, yes. We all knew Roman Reigns was going to win, but it's John Cena. When John Cena's in a match, you don't know what's going to happen. There was a couple of floss finishes at SummerSlam where I thought, I was with some of my friends, and we were all looking at each other like, yo, John Cena is literally going to beat Roman Reigns. When John Cena landed that FU off the top of the, the rope, our friend we were looking at each other like yo what the fuck Cena's gonna beat him and i said to myself roman kick out kick out roman kicked out but i'm going on and on All at the end of the day AEW is taking that storyline that johnson roman reigns did and they're giving us mjf and chris jericho i don't really like that it's kind of copy and paste
1: <laughs>
0: will we see a good match absolutely will we see false finishes absolutely Will they make it seem like Chris Jericho is going to lose? Absolutely. But there's no way Chris Jericho is going to lose this match. Chris Jericho is beating MJF at AEW all out. It's my opinion on that. So after he mentioned that if he loses, he won't be in AEW anymore. So if MJF beats him, he'll go do commentary full time on Rampage. Because if he wins, he'll never wrestle in AEW again. MJF comes out wearing a, quote, MJF negative three. Jeroblo, all zero shirt. (laughs) Love it. Love it. MJF three. Chris Jericho zero. Really cool stuff there. MJF says the following. This is getting a little embarrassing. And when Chris said his name. He couldn't help but think, quote, leave me alone. Go away. He might have these people fooled, but he's not an idiot. And he knows why 2J keeps coming to him, coming back to him, because he knows he needed a rub from the youngest and fastest rising star in the history of professional wrestling. Might might be MJF. He continues and says, He's a cash cow and he's undersore. And that's why he's made a promise to himself when he tapped Jericho out faster than someone listening to a Fozzie CD. Bars by MJF. And that he'll never wrestle him again. However, being able to say, quote, I tapped out Chris Jericho is cool. But being able to say I ended Chris Jericho's career is legendary. So if Chris Jericho wants to wrestle and wants a match, he'll give it to him. But He wants him to really consider it, mull over it because he's putting his career, his in-ring career on the line against the same man that has mopped the floor with his ass on three separate occasions. Pretty, pretty great promo by MJF and Chris Jericho. I love the interaction between these two guys. I hope they have a good match. They have similar good chemistry. I don't want to say their chemistry is like the best, but it's pretty good for what it was, you know. So hopefully they have a even more killer match at AEW All Out. Chris Jericho definitely winning this, but if he does win, he's gonna be he's gonna be one in three. Like the feud can't be over, you know what I mean? So AEW I think is in a uh, curious position, like I always say with the WWE. So we go to commercial. And then we go backstage to the Varsity Blondes. I love the Varsity Blondes. I think they're a really good young tag team. So they cut a promo on the Lucha Bros. Love the Lucha Bros. One of the best tag teams in the world. Lucha Bros, Young Bucks, Usos, FTR. Come on, man. The Usos, come on, dog. Those are some of my best teams. So they cut a promo on the Lucha Bros, telling them that they're blonde and might not be blood. Their bond is a lot thicker And they're going to go on to challenge the Young Bucks at AEW All Out. This is the tournament to determine who's going to challenge the Young Bucks at AEW All Out for the AEW Tag Team Championships. So the Young Bucks, the Good Brothers, and Brandon Cutler set chairs up on the stage to watch this next encounter. So we see the Lucha Bros versus the Varsity Blondes for the AEW Tag Team Championship number one contenders semifinals. Um this match, I, w- I wish it went a little bit longer. Um it didn't really go as long as I expected it. Um but it was decent for what it was. So towards the end here we see Penta off the ropes. He runs into a super kick. Pillman fired up ducks a Lariat snaps off Ethereus. Uh Penta with the sling blade, how many times have we seen a sling blade in pro wrestling? It's kind of a it's a nice move, but man, we see it so many times. So Penta lands a sling blade. He's in control. And then we go to commercial break. We come back from break. The match breaks down. Pillman has Penta down on the floor, but Phoenix trips him up. Lucha Bros with stereo super kicks. Listen, I don't know what you guys think of super kicks. I think super kicks are not special anymore. I remember when Shawn Michaels would do a super kick, it's lights out one, two, three. We see a super kick now and it's like. It's like a setup move to something else. I don't like that. I really don't. Like DDTs, Frog Splash, Super Kicks, they're all setup moves. It's a shame, but it is what it is. So they land Stereo Super Kicks through the Lucha Bros. Ray inside. Brian with the Stereo Power Bomb. We get a 1-2.5. And, and then we see a Whip, Diskett's Palm, Carrion with an elbow, but Penta breaks up the pin. We see, again, more Super Kicks devaluing the move. I don't like that. I'm sorry. I'm just not a fan of that, man. I'm really not. At the end of the day, we see the Lucha Bros get the 1-2-3 as they were assisted to be a powerbomb and to a power driver on Brian Pillman Jr. I'm so happy for Brian Pillman Jr. I'm so happy he's getting an opportunity. You gotta love it. So shout out to Brian Pillman Jr., man. Now we see post-match Jurassic Express make their way into the ring and work together with the Lucha Bros to take the Elite out onto the floor. Pretty good there, man. So it looks like we're getting the Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks again. Love it. They killed it. I don't remember what pay-per-view it was. I think it was AEW All Out all those years ago in that ladder match for the Trios Tag Team Championships. And they had a classic it was the latter match, and it was spectacular. They're gonna kill it again, man. I can't wait. Really can't wait. I'm excited for that. Another match I'm really looking forward to. So we see Andrade El Idolo and Chavo Guerrero Jr. get a video package for Andrade's match against Pac. Really, really cool video package. I love Andrade El Idolo. I really do. Zelina Vega, what happened? What happened? Sweetheart, you could have been in AEW with your man. And with Andrade Ellie the low. Come on. Gotta learn from your mistakes, sweetie. It is what it is, man. That sucks. But next up, we got a singles match between Jamie Hayter and Red Velvet. Decent. Nothing really special here. Nothing that's gonna blow away anything. Jamie Hager looks impressive. I'm a big fan of her. Red Velvet, I'm a big fan. So I'm a big fan of these two women. They look like they gel well together. We'd love to see another match between the two. Maybe even a little bit longer. But from what we've seen here, I thought it was pretty cool. So towards the end of the match, we go back from commercial break. Trading charges and uppercuts. Velvet with the lariat and then an axe handle. She blocks another lariat with the back elbow off the top rope. She does a wheelbarrow bulldog and connects... And red is obviously fired up. She goes for the pin. But um, Jamie Hayter is able to kick out at two and a half. Apologize for that. Uh, so we see a big rock bottom into a backbreaker from Hader, Cuts the rally short. And she has a huge lariat. As she pins red velvet one, two, three. Like I said, decent for what it was. Um, but I wish it could have went a little bit longer. So post-match, Chris Statlander someone that I'm just not really interested in. I don't get her, but people are fans of her, so God bless them. She runs into the ring and clears Hager and Reba out of the ring before staring at Baker, or excuse me, staring at DMD, Dr. Britt Baker. I got to get it right. So she stares her down, front shotsy. Britt runs away and leaves her title behind. In the ring, Chris picks it up, And holds it tight. And she holds it real high in the air. Fans cheer. Some fans boo. Mixed reaction there. I should give you a sentiment of, do they want her to win or do they not? I'm telling you now, Britt Baker needs to retain. If she doesn't, I'm going to be mad. I can't wait for all out. I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to review it. But I'm telling you now, Britt Baker needs to retain this championship. Simple. So we see Dark Order backstage and Evo Nuno cuts a promo. He says they're a unit and some of them weren't there to help him and Stu Grayson, but that's okay because they're a unit. Alex Reynolds takes issue saying they weren't there from uh, Adam Page. And Evo Uno tells him that they were made that decision and that decision was for the best. Reynolds is even more upset and says he's done with the Dark Order. Evil tells him maybe he should step out of John Silver's shadow for once. Interesting. Looks like we're getting some friction in the Dark Order. Alex Reynolds then storms off. Silver goes after him. And the Dark Order is in chaos. We go to commercial. We come back from commercial with CM Punk. This was the best thing on the show. So Tony Schiavone is in the ring to introduce CM Punk and interview him it's funny because reports claim that Tony Schiavone was actually supposed to go out there first and interview CM Punk on the stage when he debuted in AEW on AEW Rampage and I agree with a lot of people on Twitter when that report came out I am so happy that that was not the case that would have ruined majority of that genuine moment. Simple. It would have ruined the moment if Tony Shivani came out and interviewed CM Punk you know what I mean with that hot crowd. I'm just saying. I'm happy Tony Khan did not make that call. So, Tony Shivani, he says that he's a fan first and Friday night was one of the greatest moments we've ever been a part of and we're going to do it again. And, uh, CM Punk makes his way. Again, a big pop for CM Punk for Cult of Personality. One of the best theme songs, not only all time, but in pro wrestling. Cult of Personality, Judas Matakai Black's theme song is awesome. Seth Rollins' new theme song is awesome. And you don't forget the Tribal Chief, the Head of the Table. That theme song is awesome, too. Pretty cool theme songs, man. We're getting in pro wrestling. We need some more good theme songs. We really do. So, he says he's a fan first. And Friday Night was the greatest moment that he's ever been a part of. Woo, 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 whatever. So, we see CM Punk makes his way into the ring. Crowd pops, 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 pops. They can't get over it. I can't get over it. Every time I fucking listen to this song... Come on my fucking TV. I pop. I got chills. Yo, I've watched CM Punk's debut over a hundred times. And every time I watch it, I get chills. That is one of the greatest returns in pro wrestling history. Top five, no question. Don't at me. So, he asked the name. One thing that brought him back, Shawnee Shabani tells CM Punk, He tells Tony he can't hear him over the war of the crowd. He answers Penta El Zito Meadow, Ray Phoenix, Brian Pillman Jr., Jungle Boy. But before all those names, there's one guy. He's going to go ahead and retire the nickname Voice of the Voiceless because this place has a voice and there's people in the back that listen. That was a direct shot at WWE. I don't want to hear it. Oh, he's shooting on WWE. Listen, I love that he did that. In this moment, I love that he did that. Booker T, this motherfucker, is going to take this, and he's going to shit all over CM Punk. Fuck Booker T. Love it. I love that he said that, man. Let me read that again. He's going to go ahead and retire the nickname The Voice of the Voiceless, because this place has a voice. And there's people in the back that listen. Fuck WWE. So after that, we see CM Punk continue. And he says, you know why he's here? He watches Darby Allen and rekindles to a point of destruction. And he says back and looks at all the young talent. And he acts, quote, can CM Punk still go? Does CM Punk still have what it takes? Can CM Punk still be the best in the world? And if the answer is yes, let me say that again. And if the answer is yes, it starts with Allen. Somebody would have been his favorite wrestler when he was 15. After he said the three letters, Y-E-S, that crowd erupted in yes chants. Love it. I love it, man. They know what's up. CM Punk know what's up. Because if memory serves me correct, CM Punk actually tweeted a photo of his hand and Brian Danielson at an ROH event. Daniel Bryan is coming in, people. I can't wait. He sees himself somebody that doesn't fit the mold of what a professional wrestler is. And he's not the biggest or the strongest. But God damn it. He's got heart, and he's going to hear an answer to those questions to himself. The crowd starts up with yes chance." As Puntz points out, that's somebody else's shtick, and we might have to just wait a little bit more, and you guys just might have to be a little bit more patient on that one. Love it. Brian Danielson's coming in. I can't wait. AEW ain't playing. AEW's coming full throttle, and you have to love it. He continued and said, but right now, to those, answer those questions. It comes down to All Out on September 5th. He says hi to his beautiful wife sitting at home and tells her he loves her. Yeah, tell your wife you love her. And you got to tell her. You got to come into AEW. AJ Lee, Daniel Bryan, CM Punk I am telling you right now I promise you If I'm wrong, I'm wrong And I will admit that I'm wrong But I promise you Not only did CM Punk talk to his wife About possibly coming in I promise you Tony Khan Immediately after CM Punk came out He contacted April I'm telling you AJ Lee is coming in and I pitched an idea involving AJ Lee tomorrow's podcast when I talk about all the hottest topics in the world of pro wrestling I mentioned an idea involving AJ Lee and All Out you guys are going to check that out tomorrow and uh, let me know what you guys think about that so after what he said we see Miro cut a promo where he forgives Fuego Del Sol and promotes him and promise him to find Eddie Kingston, drag him to the river and hold him under. God will be back. Because he is a reader, and his wife will love him because he is the champion. Bring him the Maid King. Love it, man. So we go to commercial break. This is next matchup, ladies and gentlemen. So we got Darby Allen, Eddie Kingston, and Jon Moxley going up against the wingman, Cesar Bononi, J.D. Drake, and Ryan Nebeth, a.k.a. Dolph Ziggler's brother. This was decent, man. It wasn't anything special. Like I said, it was kind of mostly of the night. Nothing really popped tonight besides that CM Punk promo. So towards the end, we see CM, or not CM Punk, I'm sorry. Darby Allen. It's got me confused with Darby Allin, CM Punk, in their match it all out darby allen with the palm strike uh quote pretty peter avalon trips him and up and then we see sting gets in his face before mox and king destroy him against the barricade nebit stands alone in the ring with the steel chair and just gets absolutely destroyed what a crazy spot right there darby hits the standing diamond dust on drake and then he hits to the top rope and you know what that happened you know what that means and uh we get uh, the one, two, three. I apologize for the botches, man. My um my throat's really hurting, but I'm gonna be reviewing, man, and give it all I got. So we see Darby Allen, Eddie Kingston, and John Moxley defeat um the trio, and uh, it is what it is, man. So Darby Allen pins JD Drake with the coffin drop. Post match, quote, red death. Daniel Garcia runs in and cheap shots Darby beating him down briefly before he alienates and makes the save did we see where is this woman at ty conti what where is she at as she is interviewed backstage i, I you know what man you got to get her on tv man i remember when she was obviously she's hot to look at but i'm saying from a momentum perspective she was hot you know fans are getting behind her she was in opportunity this and that Woo whoa but we really haven't seen much of her really i'm not sure what's going on i want to see more of her because she's very talented she's very good so before she can answer any questions the bunny rolls up to ask why she's still hanging out with those losers in the dark order who can't get along with each other and she offers her an h o f contract claiming they would where they could work together like a real family tay Te tears the contract up bunny slaps her and then a brawl breaks out until referees separate them nothing really there so we see the elite make their entrance we go to commercial break we come back we get an ftr video package mainly focused on cash wheeler's injury that was disgusting man so we seen that and he had an injured arm and how was it going to stop them from getting their palm on their flesh So we see Kenny Omega is in the ring with Don Callis in a very loud pink suit. And Callis gets on the microphone. He pleads they're going to take Christian out at All Out once and for all. Enter Christian Cage. He tosses a video package that's been floating around this week. Proof that Don Callis is a caring piece of shit trying to replace Cage with a 10-year-old Omega back in the 90s. Kenny says nothing has changed. And Don says favoring family over talent makes him just like Bill Watts, Eddie Graham, Vince McMahon, Viren Gandhi. But Kenny Omega isn't Eric Watts or Gang Gandhi. He's Kenny, by God, Omega. Cage says he doesn't know what's weirder, that Don Callis uh, manufactured a 10-year-old Omega or that he's still letting him do it as an adult. It's a long promo, but I finish up here. Callus asks his guy to hold off his scarf and his jacket, saying that it is making him very quite upset. And what Christian is gonna find out at all out is that when he stands next to Kenny Omega, he is what he's gonna been his entire career. Second best. Christian's had enough and a brawl breaks out, but Brandon Cutler uses the spray. And they turn the tide until Frankie Kazarian comes out and he makes a save. After that, John Moxley is backstage to cut a promo. Uh, that attack was whatever. So we see John Moxley cut a promo. He says he's got a FedEx from Tokyo today. I want to go to Tokyo. So he has one contract, only one guy with the balls to chase the boogeyman from New Japan Pro Wrestling, Kuma. Shishinomi, uh, I remember him. So it looks like we're going to get that it all out. A real treat for the fans to see a legend of New Japan and all Japan pro wrestling. And that is a crazy old man who wants to step in the ring with him. Looks like you've got a death wish. You want to go out in on a braise of glory? As he questioned him. Once that bell rings, he's got no respect for you. And every time he squeezes your throat, He's trying to make you eat through a straw for the rest of your life. And on September 5th, September 5th is going to be the public excursion of the legend. How do I pronounce his name? Shashi Kushinami. If I misplaced his word, I apologize. Decent promo. We're getting that. I'm not sure what people think about that. I've seen people on Twitter get a little upset about it. It is what it is, man. But at least John Moxley is on AEW All Out. So can't really get mad about that next up we see gunner club austin billy and golden gun versus the factory aaron solo nikomora and qt marshall this was boring as fuck so i wouldn't like this at all really boring did nothing for me but this is what happened during the contest so towards the end of the match we see qt in with colton Block the uppercuts, STO, and then a backbreaker into a reversal STO, and Marshall kips up and taunts Paul White on commentary. The Giant gets up as a distraction, and we see Gun Club pin with the W with a small package from Colton Gun on QT Marshall. QT Marshall is a definition of a jobber. Simple. So Dan Mellett cuts another promo with the men of the year at his side. Dan Method cut a good promo, man, when he looked, kind of looked like it was a shoot promo. He did really good last week. Or was it a couple weeks ago? I'm not sure, but you guys know what I'm talking about. He cut a good promo. He said something occurred to him. What is rule number one of the business? Know your customers and give them what they want. Oh, really? Know your customers and give them what you want. Really? WWE, take notes. Give us what we want. Pro wrestling. Love it. So that was kind of a shoot, another shoot by uh, AEW using somebody else. So we see, he says, know your customers and this and that, blaming AEW for giving us what we want when they show us dorky gymnastics proposals to his girlfriend and what they don't want to see is real men because you're not a real man. Well, yeah, I'm a girl, pal. It's not that hard shitting on the fans of course he continues to mock the AEW fans and says our generation needs to help so he's providing real role models to stand up for the woke masses like former mma fighter scorpio sky and double black belt ethan page i did not know scorpio sky was a former mma fighter interesting so commentary hypes up friday night's rampage as all out card is coming into fruition Uh, That promo was decent. Nothing really special. So, we see Art Anderson is interviewed in front of his son's dressing room. He says Brock is hard-headed, but he's got guts. And he'd lie down and die for his son. God doesn't always prevail over evil. And he's going to go to dig down his guts to make it happen. This, this was a squash. Malachi Black wins via pinfall. Via a black mass. Post-match, Arn checks in on his son while Malachi Black goes and gets the steel chair. And slides it into the ring with it. Arn blocks the first kick. But Black kicks him in the general, pretty much the ball area. He kicks him in the nuts. Malachi Black does. And lays him out with the black mass to follow. Love it. Malachi Black's a heel. And that was interesting, man. That was pretty much the ending of AEW Dynamite matakai black's one of the top heels in aew and it looks like we are still going to continue to get um cody rhodes and matakai black when cody rhodes comes back maybe they battle at that september event maybe they battle it all out i'm not sure i think it's a little too late for that but i could see them battling on the september event yeah man nothing really happened here i thought tonight was kind of a dud like i said if you guys enjoyed it god bless y'all um, I apologize that I was kind of fumbling over my words um, I try to be a perfectionist As I possibly can But uh, yeah so that's pretty much it For the podcast today for AEW Dynamite And um, Tune into the podcast tomorrow I got a lot of hot topics that I covered um, And you guys are going to enjoy it And uh, I'll see you guys Maybe I will see you guys on Friday for Smackdown I'm not sure I'm kind of Exhausted my voice is kind of a little tired, a little shot. So, stick with me on social media. Follow me on Twitter at JT Takeover. I'll update you all. Uh, follow me on Instagram. Follow the podcast at Keep It Real Three Sixty Five. Make sure you guys go follow and subscribe to the podcast on all podcast platforms and spread the word of Keep It Real Three Sixty Five. I greatly appreciate it. Also, I want to make a note. YouTube is kind of on pause right now. Um, I'm kind of sure uh, some difficulties are going on right now. So, I'm just gonna focus on the podcast platforms and just post all my reviews on there moving forward something's wrong i gotta fix it but when it's fixed i'll be right back on youtube so i'll catch y'all later this is the creative king signing off for the podcast of AEW all out daniel Bryan coming in it looks like it see him punk go get your wife please i pitched an idea involving aj lee for all out listen to it y'all enjoy it i'll catch y'all later